Hi, I'm Margaret Cho. You're listening to Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hello, I am Jim Short. Jim, um, we're on... Um, okay, we're in Altadena. We're on the set of a uh, little indie picture called The Senior Project. And we're here with uh, one of the great actresses, also a comedian, also a filmmaker, Lana McKissick. Lana McKissick. Hello. Lana McKissick. That's me. Lana McKissick. Hello. It's a really nice name. It's like a flow is Lana McKissick. This doesn't flow at all. Lana McKissick. Lana McKissick. Hmm. It sounds like a, um, uh, um, like a, like a ballad. From from the Scottish Highlands or something. Yeah, mm. it's a Scottish. Oh, you s- Lana McKissick. <laughs> are you are you from a ballad? I am. Me and Loch Ness. Are you Scottish? <laughs> I'm Scotch Irish, on my dad's side. Oh, okay, Scotch Irish. Scotch Irish, yeah. But ah, but only a little bit, way far back. But then you're also um, wait, what are all the other side? You're Japanese. Scotch Irish Japanese. Yep. That's a pretty great uh, combination. It's pretty cool. Well, you can play actually both because when I look at you on film, you both look both uh, Scotch Irish and Asian. Do you play mo- more one or the other? I never play Caucasian ever. Really? People, ne- <laughs> people never think that I at all am Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Asian people know. They're like, you're one of us. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, I never, I never get to play the other half. <laughs> do, do, do Asian people give you up? You're not, you're not. You're not full Asian. Yeah, they like, do. Like that. And then and then white people, they just go, well, you no, know, you're something else. So yes. that's, what, that's what you're going to play for us. Thank you very much. I don't fit in anywhere is what you're saying. No, no, it's no. I a think star. It, She's a that's star. That's what people do to you, though, right? Yes. No, mm-hmm. you're right. It is true. But that's why it's, um, it's, it's also you end up getting roles because of, you know, it's the different. It's exotic. Beautiful. I get those ethnically ambiguous roles. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, if it says one or the other, they're always like, "You're not that, and you're not that. What are you?" I get "What are you?" a lot. Oh yeah, I get that too. <laughs> yeah, I get that too. Yeah. But I think I actually do look very Asian. But I I do get a, a the a very extreme "What are you?" Um, from a lot of different people because they're very curious. Mm-hmm. They couldn't possibly you know imagine that I would talk like this and look like this. <laughs> yeah, but people I, don't have very good imaginations. I yeah, guess. I think it's very. Um, you know, it's exciting that you do what you do because you. She does a lot of different things. She doesn't just and uh, not just not just an actress, but also does her own films and lots of stuff on YouTube. You have a YouTube channel. I do. YouTube.com slash Lana McKissick. And you make a lot of great videos, like comedy videos, like short films, and um, you know, doing vlogging and all this kind of different stuff. And so, I mean, is that that's what you would like to do more than other people's projects would you like that to be um your main thing is that the main thing um it's kind of eh, i would say both i mean i like i like just showing up and being told okay stand here and go there and say this like that's nice every once in a while but then of course i love being like okay i wrote this and now i want to see it brought to life and mm-hmm. and get to have my friends in it and shoot it just and get it done you know like think of it one day and it's done the next day like I, that's pretty cool too it's really cool do you ever do comedy do you ever do like stand-up comedy i don't think i could ever do stand-up comedy you're so brave it scares the crap out of me it's similar though to what you're doing because you're writing comedy i mean the stuff that you do is comedy yes but i'm not just standing there by myself like 
talking for however long 20 something minutes and entertaining yeah but you're also you're you know you you also sort of doing kind of basically the same stuff because it's like writing the same thing and then you know you just um, are presenting it in a different way well and then i get the power of the edit so i can oh, talk yeah. to right. the camera for two hours and just pick the best parts and no one will know that there was an hour and 55 minutes of crap mm-hmm. and it's fun <laughs> Do you do stuff like <laughs> other than like um, comedy stuff or is that your main focus? Um, YouTube wise, it's pretty much comedy. Most people don't go online to, you know, get sad or <laughs> they just want to be entertained, whether it's by cats or by me. Or no, no, they're mm-hmm. just sad people. So they want to laugh. Right? right. Yeah, exactly. They're not, they're not looking for more sadness. Right. So, I mean, I've been in other people's shorts actually where that have been pretty deep and heavy, but not on my own channel, typically. Mm-hmm. Um, but in life, yeah, I mean, I love, I went to school for theater. I love doing dramatic scenes and crying and screaming. She was crying. We did a scene um, and she cried all day. <laughs> and it was terrible because, you know, it, it's hard to cry, you know, on camera. I bet, yeah. And then to keep crying and then your body gets really exhausted. Yeah, your body's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, body. And your body's like, I don't know. There's <laughs> just, liquid coming from your face. Which is sad. Yeah. How, how do, you, do you have all those like active techniques to think of the sad thing or think of that emotion? Or are you able to just make it happen? You know, I've always been very in touch with my emotions. And I, I like a good cry. Like, it was actually very cathartic for me. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, haven't, I haven't cried in a while. This is good. Like, but what do you think about, like, when you have a crying scene, what do you, what do you think about, like, for me, if I, which is very rare for me to have a crying scene, very, very rare, mm-hmm. um, but I will start thinking about my dead dog, and then I'll just start crying, you know, that's, like, the one thing that I, I have, like, this well of emotion around that dog that is, like, kind of un, untapped, yeah. You know, so if I ever need to do that, mm-hmm. I, I actually will, ju- that's the one thing that'll just set set me off. Right. Which is good. Um, do you have anything like that? I do. Well, I, I'm going to start crying if I think about it. No. I know. Everybody's um, going to be weepy by the end of this. I know. <laughs> We've had that before We've on the show. We've had that before on the show. We've been crying, yeah. crying. So yes. let it out. Let it all, all right. out. Well, or, or let's keep just it in. go there. Let's just go there. No. Uh, Well, my father, who I was very, very close to, passed away from a brain tumor a few years ago, so that was pretty rough. And I think in general, I've been able to deal with, like, it was was hard for a couple years, but the one thing that I kind of tap into when, for instance, when we'd been doing it for, like, I don't know, an hour, an hour and a half, and then, you know, somebody's walking by and telling a joke, and I'm like, I gotta get into it. Like, immediately I was thinking about the fact that I got married a year ago and my dad wasn't there to walk me down the aisle. That was, uh. that makes me, like, immediately go, I'm like, damn, that sucks. That's hard. But, yeah. But, you know, we've all got something. We've all got something, and right. it's great to have those things emotionally when you work as an actor that you can go to. Mm-hmm. That And then sometimes it's great to keep those things that really precious in your... Um, Heart, yeah. So that you you can have that and and ha- can access that. It's important, mm-hmm. and I think it's really important in comedy as well as um, you know, and in drama or whatever. Be you know, in, in comedy especially, I think you really do have to feel things in it, it, to to sort of t- 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 tell them to the audience. You have to feel them. Yeah. So it's good. Totally. It's a good thing. Is it is it weird when you like have something very emotional like that and you're in that state of mind? 
and then you look out and someone's eating a sandwich. Somebody's <laughs> somebody's plug. You know what I mean? They're yeah. going about their sort of bit of thing on the. And does it does it take you out of it, or is it just a weird juxtaposition of like here I am and I'm thinking of the most horrible thing that I can think of to sort of get myself in that. And this, he's he's over there looking for for a donut. Yeah, no, it's definitely weird. I think I've done a million plays where I have a crying scene, and it's always easy because it's you know you're doing everything very linearly, and there's no nothing's taking you out of it. Whereas with this, it's like cut, reset, cut, reset. Oh wait, move two inches to your left. No, put your butt an inch to the right, but your head to the left, and then sit on this sandbag, and there's a lot going on, and then, yeah, somebody's eating ho-hos, ho-hos, <laughs> in the corner, and, you know, somebody else is adjusting a line, and it is very distracting, but at the same time, you know, you just do it, right? You just, mm-hmm. like, focus and... But, like, when you were... Um, Lana's also got a great, uh, wonderful past in show business. She's, she's a child actress also. Oh, yeah. So when you were starting, when you were a real little, then... How did how did they tell you how to act? How did you know? How did what did they tell you to do? Like, did you know what you were doing? Also, first of all, like, did you know what you were doing? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I know what I'm doing now. No, you uh, do, <laughs> but you were real little. Though. What, yeah. what age did you start out doing stuff? I was two. I did my first commercial when I was two. Um, I'm a native Angelino, and so that's what you do when you're born here. Your kids put you, or your parents put you in acting school, and right. Um, like you, you, you're going to help us pay for this. Yeah, because it's exactly. expensive to live in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Um, Everyone's got to chip in. It's true. That's I, great. I started working as a toddler, um, but but I loved it. My parents never would have made me do it if I didn't like it. I mean, actually, I was in like a million different things. I was in. I was on swim team. I took taekwondo. I was um, dancing. I took art classes, and little by little realized I'm really not good at a lot of things. <laughs> but I really had a passion for acting and singing, and so I stuck with those. Um, but as far as I mean, I've taken classes my whole life, and there are so many, you know, things they tell you to do. And and I have found, actually, that it puts me in my head a lot. Like, in college, Mm -hmm. we had to dissect so many things in all our acting classes. And it was like, man, I'm really stressed out thinking about all these things during the scene. Like, aren't I just supposed to do it from my heart or what feels organic? And um, I don't know. I think I was just born with this flair for the dramatic. I've always, like... My sister and I got in a fight once when I was little, and she threw, she's 11 years older than me, she threw a giant roll of fax paper at me, which is really heavy. Yeah, yeah, really heavy. Yeah, yeah. 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 She threw it at me, it hit me in the hip, and I was like, I didn't even cry, I was just like, oh, my mom, our mom's gonna kill you, this is gonna be awesome, and I just waited for the bruise to come, and it didn't come, and so I went to my mom's makeup, and I took her black and blue eyeshadow and I drew like some sort of bruise on my hip then I started crying and went to my mom and I was like mom it's got through fax paper at me and she was like what my sister got in so much trouble wow so it was meant to be that's awesome wow Wow, that's amazing uh, there should be awards for that yeah I'm pretty sure I gave myself an award (laughs) (laughs) that's really good but see um, she is uh, she was in four rooms that's how little she's a little girl in four rooms. Wow! And then, um, so so like, how do they tell you? Like, did your parents get you into the the acting thing? Did they get you like motivated to do it? You wanted to do it when you were really that little. I mean, 
they put I went to the Lee Strasberg school they had like a kids program it wasn't like the real school um, and I just loved doing it like in the summers mm-hmm. and I loved being in the school plays and again I really wasn't good at anything else like I'm terrible at sports I'm not good at art I was like what am I gonna do with my life and I just always loved it so yeah I mean they they put me in all kinds of classes like they really they were like if this is what you want to do then this is what we're gonna do and I was taking five different dance classes every week and mm-hmm. then, you know so yeah I mean they they saw that that's what I liked and so they pushed me forward but that's wonderful yeah that's really wonderful and then um and it's great when you you have a sense and you as a young person to know what you want to do in your, your life so many people don't know yeah you know and so you're very lucky um I I I, I guess I started with super young too um, so it was just a lucky thing. Like you get, you just already know. And so then people, so many people spend a lot of their lifetime trying to decide yeah. what it is. No, it's interesting in college. So the amount of people that were undeclared and I just thought, how could you not know at this point in your life what you want to do? But that's normal. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're still know. so young at that age. Yeah. It's so normal not to know. And I just, I just couldn't fathom that. Like I woke up every day of college being like, I can't wait to go out and audition for stuff. And you know. <laughs> But everybody's different. It's cool. How do you end up now escaping all the pitfalls of other of other people that had that kind of life? You seem really together, and, and well, I mean, you know, in the in the brief moments I've met you, but you don't seem like trouble at all. You seem like you've 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 you've, um, you've uh, survived it. Wow, thank you. I've waited to do the heroin until after we finish this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. Well, a you have to be successful. To <laughs> into those pitfalls and I was never like I was never like Lindsay Lohan or but you whatever was, but you're still working but, like at that age and whatever and it seems like so many people just end up in trouble yes I I do think you had to have sort of a superstardom yeah to actually get into the kind of trouble that some people get into because I, I you know I was never in the position of I have so much money I have no one telling me no like that that was never in my life so also my parents were very focused on education my dad was a criminal defense attorney and so he yeah. was like you gotta you gotta study always you have to you know if you aren't getting good grades you're not doing this anymore so um, you know I've, I've always been disciplined I've always listened to my parents I never got into trouble as a kid ever um, and <laughs> I guess I don't know that, that sounds like it, it though like, it sounds like the parents are the good foundation because yeah. all the bad stories that you hear they're like the worst parents mm-hmm. yeah. and the people who 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 had the worst lives and and wanted the the that, that attention really for themselves mm-hmm. yeah and not the child so it sounds like that was that was your key yeah, I think you're right. I, my parents were always very supportive of me, and I think I grew up not wanting to disappoint them. You know, like yeah, that's even nice. even now, I'm that's like so my sweet. dad's not here, but I'm like, oh, if I do that, my dad's gonna be looking down at me like, what? What are you doing? So right. like, I don't want to let him down. You know? No, that's nice. But. That's really good. I think also a lot a lot of like kids too. Um, become who become really really successful then they become actually the the breadwinner and then that's too much responsibility for a kid that age to have all on their shoulders so then it becomes like this shift it becomes you know who's reliant on who and then it becomes very strange yes you know and so that the 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 kids that their childhoods get all messed up because they don't have any time to be like uh carefree 
Yeah, and, or, and how yeah. do you? How does somebody discipline a person who's like paying for their house and their like expenses? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> go go to, go to your go room. To you mean the room that the in that my I house? Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that room. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be yeah. scary. You know, if you're like a kid, like who's like making everybody. I'm trying to you know make the money for the family. I, I'm 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 into this right now. So I'm reading Sal Minio's. Uh, Biography, mm-hmm. and uh, he was a very, very big child star, and like not child star, but he was a teenager star, and um, he was in Rebel Without a Cause, and then he sort of became the poster child for juvenile delinquents, and then when James Dean died, a lot of attention got focused to Salminio, and so that, and then his family um, kind of really tried to support him and tried to manage him and stuff, but it, oh, they really managed his finances terribly, and it mm-hmm. just it went it went really badly later on in his life, and. So it's just, it's just a very it's a tough thing for kids who, you know, suddenly have the, to shoulder that that responsibility of their family and stuff. I think I was always like a worried kid anyway about money and about my parents, and I think it would have been really torturous. So you yeah. would have to go to something like drugs, or you would need that to alleviate. Definitely, and there are no boundaries so I mean everybody has that in them like you want to push the envelope and you want to see what you can get away with and if you can get away with anything well then what's left you know you got to do something extreme yeah yeah like sweat I'm sweating so much right now I know it's you know, really hot um, it's Should we take a break do you want to open, you know, just, <laughs> you open, just open it up for a yeah. second we're in the trailer that's where we're we in the are we're in the, we're in the trailer you know what it's like it's like there's that's this, a bit um, better there's some nice breeze there's a Korean talk show. I think it's called uh, Knee Drop Guru Golden Fishery. I'm not sure what the name is. It's something like what that. What is it? It's called Knee Drop Guru Golden Fishery. And then they have the, like, the stars. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the Tonight Show or something. But they have the stars in a sauna. Oh. Oh, no. And How does just that talking. work? Does it, do the cameras wearing? get all fogged up? The cameras, do, they don't seem to get fogged up. They're wearing bathrobes. Okay. And they're all t- <laughs> discussing stuff. And um, in, in, in this is in Korea. And uh, they just um, they just talk to each other. And But it's very Korean to go to a spa right. and a sauna and have a conversation in the bathrobe to, yes. to uh, you know, sort of make, make it a little bit more why that they would do that. But it also is weird. So that's what I feel like we're doing that right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a bathrobe with me, so I'll go put it on if you want. Where, where, why do you have a bathrobe? I'm just kidding. Are we going to do a... We're, we're, we're hopefully going to do uh, scenes. We've done almost all of our scenes together. Mm-hmm. We've had a bunch of them. Yep. Um, and we've been laughing a lot. Yes. Um, and uh, also, we, you know, it was almost, almost finished. It's like yeah. today and tomorrow. Today and tomorrow. Although, yeah, I had such a blast a couple days ago when we got to just like... You know, and they, they, the scene was basically over, but they just left the cameras rolling for yeah. however long. It was so much fun. Yeah, it's fun to do yeah. that. I think that's where, you know, your um, comedy experience comes in because it's like you know exactly what to do in the moment of like, there's no script, so let's just go with right. that. Yeah. So you can go, you can, you go really, I think that you should try comedy because you do, your mind goes to places like, oh, whether that's totally where a comic would go. I very much respect stand-up comics. I just don't think I would have the guts. I, I just get terrified when I watch stand-ups mm-hmm. who are seem to be struggling. My heart literally hurts. I feel oh, so yeah. bad. Oh, it's painful. It it's is painful. So painful. It's painful just being yeah, being in the room. Being there, and it's not because I'm I'm like oh you suck. I'm like I, f- I want you to succeed. I want you. I want to laugh for you. And <laughs> so sometimes I just laugh at like moments that are inappropriate because I'm trying to help. I guess mm. I don't know. It's just you know it's it weird on the stage. Yeah. 
<laughs> when it's you. Yeah. It's hard. I, you've got guts. But, but then there are some imagine. people who get on stage who are that bad, but they don't realize it. Right. And it never mm. registers. You ever seen that? When it, when somebody's yeah. up there and you go, yeah. this is going so horrible, and yet they still have the confidence. Yeah. That Which is, is That is like them. unbelievable. You're like, I don't know where you get that from because this is not know. going well at all. Well, it's like the auditions at American Idol, the, like the first yeah. couple episodes yeah. where people mm. are very confident and not very good. But... I don't know. I guess if your mom tells you you're good for most of your life, you believe it. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But the, you know, sometimes, yeah, I, I like if it goes poorly for me, which is um, pretty rare, although it does happen and it ha- I, I'm more just in shock. Like, and, and then I get, I go right to anger. Like I get really furious and I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's just, I'm really bad I'm not unreasonable when I you know when it's going badly because I I, I really get get into a place of blame and get furious at people and like people they get pissed off and get mad at the audience yeah okay because well, really at this point, bad. but it's more in the early starting out days when you have those really horrible shows like that. Because yeah. even anybody can have an off night or they can just whatever, but it, it's mm-hmm. it's usually like it's down to some other factor. But if you've done it for a long time, you at least know how to get through it never get yeah. your way through it but yeah. yeah yeah you would get annoyed you you told me about a set that went didn't go too well i don't know how long ago it was oh it was not very long ago um i had a really terrible uh i, I was opening i think his name is Maz jabrani and he's a comedian um and i was opening for him and but I you were you were opening you just happened to go i was just happened to be ahead there. it wasn't like you were booked to open no i wasn't booked up. i was way there. beyond that yeah, I was just that there. level. I was trying to do set, and um, I was already pissed off because I had had my leg tattooed, and I had not gone home. And so I had my leg, I was wearing really, really short shorts, <laughs> which was part of the problem, I think. And then I was also, um, my leg was wrapped in saran wrap, and it was like the blood had turned oh. brown. Oh so God. it was like a really old steak. <laughs> and <laughs> the blood was pooling all around my knees, and... Um, I was like, but I was like, I'm gonna do a set, you know. I was really insist, and I was limping, and I, I, uh, I was just, you know, not in a space where I should perform. But I, I really was pushing myself to do it, and then I, I went on stage, and then, you know, I was, I think I, uh, they were pissed off at me because I was wearing too short of shorts. I think that was probably the problem, and I was bleeding <laughs> from my leg, and I was seemed sour <laughs> and dour already. <laughs> And then, um, so the, was, the audience was totally silent for my entire set. It was packed, it was the improv. It was totally silent for my entire set until the very end when I left, I was about to leave, and all I heard was this girl go, that was weird. Because <laughs> I was um, alternately yelling at the audience and then um, really berating them because I was like, you, you know, I'm, I'm really fucking famous. So the, the, you know, no matter what, you're gonna talk about this. You're gonna tell people about this, but you you, you don't deserve to be able to. Right. And um, I, I was very rude about it, but I, I, it was just a weird night. But it it was like there were so many factors that um, had to do with it being bad, and um, it, it, you know, and I just went to a, like really being angry. Yeah. You know, and 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 being very abusive, and uh, you know, and I kind of felt bad about it later, thinking, well, these people didn't deserve to be yelled at. <laughs> did kind of <laughs> it's, a, it's a fine line sorry about mm-hmm. that no I was just gonna say when you're doing that you're so vulnerable like you're I feel like stand up is pretty reciprocal to a degree right you're kind of mm-hmm. feeding off of 
you know, their energy and vice versa. And I, I, I don't know. I feel like it's rude, if, especially at your level. Like if you're starting out and whatever. But now people know you. People know your comedy. I feel like people look forward to certain bits that you do or and they want to support you. Ooh. And so it's got to be bizarre to have people just not respond at all. I can't even. Yeah. But I know it's weird. If it's, if it's down to something like funny is subjective sometimes an yeah, audience will find true. somebody funny or not funny mm-hmm. but you don't even think that was in the equation to begin with you think that they were just annoyed about a woman shouldn't be showing that much of yeah, whatever steak. I think there was that a much cup, I think there was a cu- yeah a steaky the steaky like it was like a, there was a couple of things that were going on that it, it, I shouldn't have probably been up there but it it's it's not really for anybody to say you know why? Yeah. What's inappropriate or what's you know? I was just I, w- I was just really angry about it. Did you mention your leg at all, or did you just not even um, say anything? No, but it did start leaking out <laughs> of the um, maybe they were just saran wrap to silence. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was just they, they just weren't quite sure. Yeah, yeah. Really worried about your health. Well, safety. it's weird to see somebody that's like you know bleeding and but the blood is like turning <laughs> black. I mean, it's really it's just disgusting. But I you know I'm so used to that sight that I never think of any you know I I never think it's gonna be bad but i, I should have just gone home and washed it <laughs> did you say anything to that girl who went mm, that was weird <laughs> no i just love that she's like mm, that was weird that was weird but it was like one of those sets where they didn't applaud at the end and there was more than 300 people there oh weird. they didn't nothing <laughs> no nothing what? because they were so um i think they just felt assaulted because i was really i was pretty mad yeah and um but that's you, okay. You know, it's okay. But it, it, it's okay it, to get mad. I mean, that's, it that's a, it's a natural human emotion. You can get mad at people. Yeah, and it's funny too. It's funny if you're. You, it's funny sometimes, like if you're the comic, because it's like, it's so funny to get mad at them and then like just think about it later. Like, oh, I got really, really mad. <laughs> I did have a comic throw the mic down because he was so angry because nobody was responding to his jokes, but. In our defense, he was being very like racist, sexist, homophobic, and I was like, I'm not. I really want people to succeed, but I don't really want you to succeed. Yeah, not at the expense of all those things, you know. Yeah, Yeah. it's hard. Well, that's unfortunately a lot of what goes on in comedy now. I mean, some people do it ironically, and even even that's a bit hard to take. Yeah, there is just so much misogyny, racism, and homophobia. There is, but I kind of feel like the South Park mentality, which is if you make fun of everybody, it's okay. Yeah, right. You just pick on one group of people like I saw somebody once who did an entire bit on disabled people that's all he talked about I was like really <laughs> this is your comedy oh, like no. that's all you have to it was so weird no. I, I always yeah. find that weird too when people pick on disabilities I mean it's that thing too like it, you can never say nothing's sacred or you can't talk about this or that some people can make the uncomfortable very funny mm-hmm. if but when somebody goes up there and just puts people down because yes. of this or that and i think fucking hell the government this that all this other shit pick on the power don't yeah. pick on the powerless that's yeah. cowardly it's sad that's fucking cowardly it to is. go and and go oh these people this and people that i, I really dislike that in comedy mm-hmm. i agree mm-hmm. it's yeah it's it's yeah it's just just depressing but um, uh, unfortunately, you do see a lot of that post mentality, like, oh, the people that try to do that, mm-hmm. and then they go, well, we're past racism, we're past sexism, we're past, you know, I don't think that that's true at all. Yeah. I don't think any of that is past homophobia. It's not, it's not real. There's it's nothing not past worse any than of it. someone who thinks they're edgy. Yeah. And they're not. Because no. the people who really are edgy, they live that life, they, 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 they live that life, they do that stuff, they really do 
talk, what they know about, the people who emulate that mm-hmm. are the complete poses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who get up there and talk about, you know, all this raunchiness. And you know, it's like, this is nothing to do with you. This is manufactured. Yeah. That's when it gets really bad. Yeah, because you can tell. There's, it's very... Yeah, it's fake. It's yes. fake. Yes. Fake you know, edginess. somebody gets up there who really... There are people who live on that edge in comedy, mm-hmm. and they really do talk about it. And you go, okay, you can choose to enjoy it or not enjoy it, but you know that it's it's their truth. Right. When somebody who's a fan of that gets up there, because that's what happens a lot in comedy in the early days. Right. Someone's a fan of this guy or that guy who's really offensive, but they're they're they know how to offend and maybe keep it in check. The other person just goes up and is offensive. Yes. Right. Without, Without intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. I think exactly. Good stand-ups are always very intelligent and then when somebody comes up and it's not you're like well yeah what else are you gonna do what yeah. else are you gonna come up with you're just gonna say things that are gonna shock me yeah shock is so easy to do isn't yeah. it but it's so much more valuable to have um, meaning and, and sweetness and what I love about your videos and, and all your your films like that's a very much like about there's a lot of heart behind it there's a lot of affection and there's a lot of like warmth so that's really great too Thanks. Is that on purpose? Do you think that that's more like are you put trying maybe that's the your humor is more like kinder and funnier and fun and sweet? Um, I don't know. I don't really think about it. I guess I've never been a fan of hurting people's feelings. Like I don't. I've just it really bothers me when people do that. So I, I don't write things that I think are gonna hurt anyone. Now, granted, I know things can come off really vanilla when when you do that. But I just. If I write something and I think I if if I were in that situation my heart would be broken I just won't do it I'd rather I find you can write something that's funny that isn't gonna well yeah and it's funnier to be the feeling person than the not feeling part like in like the the orphanage which is one of your things I ever watched today mm. um, it's more just about like the funniness is in the way that you're feeling like you're really playing the the realness of like the sadness of this like you're gonna really you're gonna really you're gonna deprive these kids of this and that that that's really a sweet right. touching thing. So that's kind of a good example of playing like the not so obvious sort of bitchy kind of thing. Like you you actually come at it from a very difficult comedy angle, which is you know it's sort of the the what is the difference between Ginger and Marianne? Right. <laughs> it's better to be Marianne. Yes. I think. So you're saying I'm not a slut? No, you're very sweet. <laughs> Damn it. It's good. It's good. Maybe be a maybe be a a a, a Marianne in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and ginger a ginger in the, in the wherever you need to be ginger. Hey, uh. um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's that's a, that's a good that's a good. That'd choices. be a good T-shirt, right? Be a Marianne in the kitchen and mm-hmm. a ginger in the bedroom. That's a good idea. But I'm not a very good cook, so I think I should just not be in the kitchen. Though. Maybe you can just be Mrs. Howell. You can just sit there and let oh, Ginger cook for you. Yeah. I mean, Marianne cook for you. Perfect, Mrs. Howell. That's so, me. But does that work for blokes? Is it be a be a be a be a skipper in the kitchen and <laughs> Gilligan in the bedroom? <laughs> Gilligan. No, you would want to be the professor in the bedroom, um, and then you would. Oh, uh, I don't think Gilligan would be involved. No, in no, 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 no. I think Gilligan's <laughs> watching outside the window. The professor's so hot. So hot. I love the pro- <laughs> the, the professor, professor was like. Hot. Yeah. He was really hot. On he was hot. <laughs> <laughs> was he supposed to be the hot one? I think so because it wasn't supposed to be the. Well, skipper. who else? Well, there was there was uh, be, be Mr. Howell in the, in the bedroom. Oh God! Mm. Um, yeah, He's I don't know. Invited. Yeah, it was it was it was Gilligan Skipper, Mr. Howell. And professor, so by default he's the hot one. He even just if, by even default. if he wasn't as hot as he is, yeah, 
Yeah. He would be hot. Yeah. Anyway, just because he's not the other three. Right. Because the other three are just too... They, they just don't... They don't make any sense there. No. In any kind of a sexual context. Not to me. No. I'm sure somebody is sexually... Somebody thinks the well, skipper's there's, hot. Yeah. There's some, yeah, there's somebody who's into... Mrs. Skipper might think he's Mrs. hot. Mrs. Skipper. Well, the skipper's hot because like, the skipper's like a hot bear. Yeah. The skipper's yeah. like, like you know, a bear. Like a hot... Is he like that? Yeah. You know... A nautical... Yeah. He's, he's nautical. He's easy. There's a rope. Yeah. It's very Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, it's very, you know, it's a skipper and then the there's Gilligan. A, there's a fetish there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Gilligan might be an otter, maybe. Mm. An otter? Is that maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but Mr. Howell doesn't. Mr. Howell mm-hmm. is just... Uh, yeah, it isn't. No. no. There's no. There's no sexy one on there. I don't think so. No. Has there been a movie, a Gilligan's Island movie? I don't think like so. Like a remake one? Yeah, with like new a remake no. with new people. They did, but they did many in the 70s, like uh, reunion movies. Did oh, they, really? they did? T- TV movies, yeah. Like, like the, yeah, they, they actually got off the island in one of them. And then um, did they go back to the island at some point? I think maybe they did. I, hear I can't remember. It's a long what, time is ago. that us? It's, she's Are in you here. That's why you need a, a lock on the door. Oh, yeah, we're in the trailers. So, we're, uh, so we're at the um, we're we're on set. We're on set, yeah. and you guys I, are I, at, at, a, at a house. It's a night this shoot. Ha- this it's a night shoot, which I really hate. And um, we're this house is haunted. It and is. they said we were going to go in it at eight. It's eight twenty four. Yep. So it sure is. We should we should it's eight twenty five. We should wrap it up and make 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 them shoot us out. But um, it's a haunted house. Mm-hmm. And supposedly this was an orphanage, and then one of a little girl committed suicide in the um, room that we're shooting in right now. Holy uh, shit! And then apparently other people have died in this house as well. Well, th- there's there's a woman that they see on the third floor uh. that is in a white robe, uh, walking around, and they say they, they hear footsteps all over. And then uh, one of the producers was slept here last night, and he was cold, and then he woke up in the middle of the night, and somebody left a blanket next to him. And so he asked the people at the house, oh, did somebody leave me a blanket yesterday? Uh, and they're like, no. So. I just, I wish that we could get a standard on ghosts, though, because some of them only can walk through stuff. Yeah, and now some of them any. can move blankets about. Yeah. And they know where they are. Can we just get a ghost standard? We like don't they have can a carry s- stuff. They can, you know what I we mean? We don't have a standard. Some of them can pick stuff up and move it around. And, and some, some of them are nice and friendly, some of them, like yeah. Casper. Casper. But this one is is blocking my internet signal, uh, so I'm not too. getting my mail or a lot of texting. And this ghost is eating my battery as well. I'm at twenty three percent. I know my battery is dying too. My ba- why? It's like do? they're draining our battery. That's the other thing, and that's like, it, that's a weird thing too. It's yeah. like really draining the battery. You sure, it's not just bad signal. Could be okay. You know, with the, that the, attitude, the, the, <laughs> I'd be the worst in a ghost <laughs> hunt thing. Like it could just be there's just no bars out here. It could be. We are. Which we is are which fun. is actually a, a, a scarier for most people now. Yeah. Than ghosts. Yeah. Like no service. No service. What? How am I going to get through this? this it's is, way worse. This is horrible. How am I going to tweet <laughs> without bars? I know. Where can where can people tweet you? At Lana McKissick, and they can tweet uh, tweet you, and they can look on your YouTube channel. Yes, youtube.com slash Lana McKissick. And um, you got a lot of views. You got a lot of subscribers. And I mean, it's a great, it's a great, you put up a lot of great content. Thank you. We work really hard. I, I do it with my husband. That's, 
I make videos with my husband. That sounded even worse. No, I it's make nice, YouTube videos it, with it, my husband. It's it's very it you know it's very it's very professional. Yes, <laughs> we have a very professional marriage. It's nice. Um, yeah, no, it's awesome because he can do all the things I can't do, and but he can also do the things I can do. So I'm just I'm just there. Yeah, just the face of the channel, I guess. Well, but you guys are great. You guys are you. great. So check out her channel. Um, you can uh, tweet me at Margaret Cho. Where can they tweet you, Jim? At Jimmy Shelter. You can tweet both of us at Monsters of Talk. Uh, you can listen to us on SoundCloud.com. You can subscribe on iTunes. Um, we're all the time. We are talking to so many different kinds of people. This week, Lana McKissick. Last week, Frank Turner or Joan Rivers or Billy Bragg. Or, or Kurt Sutter. So many different kinds of people that we talk to. From all walks of life. Wonderful, wonderful people. But mm-hmm. what's the common denominator? They're our mates. They're our mates. They're our mates. So thanks for being our mate today. Thank you for having me. I'm a big fan. I have been for years. Oh, you're wonderful. And we're fans of you. And um, so check out Lana McKissick's channel. And um, we will talk to you next time.